This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. Are you looking for inspiration? Would you like to develop or renew a relationship with God? Let us show you how. Tune in to the Focus on Jesus broadcast on Mondays and Fridays at 1 p.m. Right here on WCNO, the good news station. Remember to focus on Jesus. Jesus, Jesus is Lord. What you doing next Saturday? Nothing. Why do you ask, Justin? I wanted to invite you to my housewarming party. I'd love to come. How were you able to afford a home? You've always rented just like me. A friend told me about Ed Myers. Who? Ed Myers. He's a realtor with Century 21 All Professional here on the Treasure Coast. Ed told me about a great financing program for first-time buyers. What program? Well, if you're a first-time buyer or haven't owned a home in the last three years, you could qualify for up to $10,000 in down payment assistance and move into a home with little money of your own. With home prices and interest rates going up, there's no better time to buy a home than now and no more landlord. This sounds like something I need to check out. What's Ed Meyer's number? 772-342-0047. What's that again? 772-342-0047. I'm calling Ed Myers today. Maybe you could come to my housewarming party soon. I'll be there. The Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Access Able Designs and owner Alan Garrett for their underwriting support of this week's program. Hello, my name is Alan Garrett, and I'm the owner of Access Able Designs. A diving accident 31 years ago changed my life physically in a way that left me quadriplegic. However, 15 years ago, I dove into Jesus Christ, which changed my life spiritually forever. The combination of the two have given me the unique opportunity to help others. At Access Able Designs, we offer a creative line of bathroom accessibility products, such as folding shower and bathtub benches, as well as our exclusive patented toilet transfer bench. Our products are commercial grade, stainless steel construction, and built to last. They're also available in custom sizes. Our line of ADA compliant swimming pool lifts are a big seller with hotels, commercial properties, and homeowners. Our products can be seen at accessabledesigns.com as well as my personal life story. I look forward to hearing from you. For more information, you can contact us at 877-853-7816. That number again is 877-853-7816. Good morning. I'm Pastor Ed Day, Executive Pastor at Truth Church, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Bumgardner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And we shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. So grab a pen, take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. God has not just empowered us to reach our community as a church, but He has empowered us as a church to reach our families. 
I believe that God wants to bless you and He wants to bless every generation of your family. In this house, in this ministry, you know, my, my children are in this house. My son is in this ministry with me. He's 26 years old and my daughter is 3 years old and they're here in this ministry with me and I, I hope that I have grandchildren and great-grandchildren that will attend this church. I really do. I hope that we leave a legacy here and that this, this church grows and becomes a light and a point of truth for this community that shapes and changes the community and that I can see my family come up in this place and I can see the school grow and, and all of your families grow and become a part of this, that, that I can look out one day from here and see some of you that are very young today be gray and old and still here. We should have that blessing over this house. We should have that blessing over our children. I want to see my kids and grandkids 30 or 50 years from now, if Lord willing, if I'm still alive and the Lord tarries. I can't imagine doing anything else. But how many of you know this morning when you start talking about family, you begin to deal with one of the greatest challenges that each and every one of us face in life? The question that most of us have that when it comes to family is this. What does a real family look like? Hmm? And let's just go ahead and establish this from the beginning because how many of you know if we're going to be honest right up front as we move into this series, all of us in this room are a bit dysfunctional. Uh, and if you think you have it all together and you think that you don't have any problems and you think that I don't know what I'm talking about, then that right there proves that you are a bit dysfunctional because you think that. Come on, I think I helped somebody right there. Amen. There's a little bit of dysfunction in all of us, amen, and everybody. And there's a little bit of obsessive-compulsive disorder in all of us. It's all right. So what does a real family look like? And another question that we have after what does a real family look like is, how does a real family survive? How does a real family make it? I mean, we're almost to the point in our culture when there are so many marriages that fail that when one finally does succeed, we all look at it and go, well, that must have been meant to be. Come on, amen. I, I say if that's true, then we need to find out who's in charge of the it was meant to be department and start firing some people. Come on, because somebody's not really doing a good job. It's a very difficult subject to talk about, but let me just declare this to you this morning. The church is the place where we ought to talk about it. Because many of us in here, and a lot of you in here, have been devastated through family relationships. Some of you have been through divorce. Some of you are going through divorce. Some of you have your children that you can't see. And it's been painful and it's been hurtful. So it's a very difficult thing to talk about because people in this room, we're all in different stages in our life and, and we're all in different stages in our family. There's some people in the room that's never been married. There's some people in the room that's going through a marriage that's fallen apart. There's some people in this room that's married and still married. There's some people that, that are in this room and you're in the family that you grew up in. You still got your same parents. They're still married. They're still together. You might have been birthed into your family. Some of you might have been adopted into a family. Some of you might have been rescued off the side of the street. Come on, praise the Lord. But everybody in this room this morning, in one way or another, has been touched in some dimension by family. Everybody in this room at some, is at some place of marriage. Whether you're married or not married, or you're going into a marriage, or coming out of a marriage. Maybe you're single and you want to get married. But everybody in here is touched by family somehow in one level or one dimension or another. Some of us have been raised in a traditional family. I was raised in a traditional family. My parents are still married. They've been married 50 years. My brothers, both of them are married. We, we grew up, we didn't have any half-brothers, although my mom and dad took in every kid off the street. 
Some of y'all know what it's like to have a traditional family. Some of us in here, we've been raised in a blended family where you got siblings and half-brothers and half-sisters or step-daddies and step-mamas where somebody stepped in, one parent came in and, and raised the kids that actually had a different parent. How many of you know that? There's blended families all over the place. And then there's some families. How many of you know today there's a TV show called The Modern Family? That's the Heinz 57, baby. That's a little bit of everything. Oh, he went there. Yes, I did. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. It's all right. I just want to establish this up with you right up front because this is a reality. Listen to me. We don't get to choose who our family members are. Come on, amen. We need to know that today. We don't get to choose. God had you born into the life, and he had you born into the family that you were born into. It's where you're at. You can't... (laughs) You might try to pretend like it ain't happening, but it's happening. God gave you enough grace for you to overcome the circumstances of your life where you are right now, whether they were good or bad, because guess what? We didn't get to choose. How many of you know you get to choose your friends, but you don't get to choose your family? The other thing I want to show you this morning, and that we really need to settle as we begin to get into this series and acknowledge up front, is that there is no one that you are related to that is as near as smart as you are. Come on, go ahead and acknowledge it. You think everybody in your family is crazy. Hmm? It's truth, church. It's okay. I know you might have someone sent beside you that you're related to and you're afraid to say amen. That's all right. But it's truth. Come on now. Hmm? I mean, you know, most of the time everybody thinks they got a crazy uncle or that messed up cousin and nobody knows as much as I know about my family and everybody else is wrong except me. I don't know why they do that. I don't know what's wrong with them. What's wrong with mom? What's wrong with dad? Mom and dad's like, I don't know what's wrong with junior. What's wrong with... And lost their mind. Hmm? So what we got to do is we got to turn to the Bible and see what the Bible has to say about all this. And really we need to understand what God intended for family to be because he calls us to be the family of God. Somebody say the family of God. Hmm? I mean, if he, if he does that, then he must have some interest in the family. Amen. Psalm 68 says this, God set the solitary in families, meaning that he intentionally puts people into a family. You weren't put in your family by lottery. God intentionally put you there. And that means that if he did that, then he must have some ideas about family. He must have some understanding about family. So when we begin to look in the Bible, and how many of you know the problem is, is when we begin to look in the Bible, there are almost no examples in the Bible of a good family. How many of you read your Bible lately? I mean, there's really not a good example of what a family should look like anywhere in the Bible. There's a lot of dysfunctional families in the Bible that we learn from. And now we're going to take a break from the message. We will be rejoining Pastor Jason in just a minute. But first, I want to take the opportunity to tell you about Truth Church. Truth Church is located in the heart of St. Lucie County at 3891 Edwards Road in Fort Pierce. Our Sunday worship services are 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Truth Church is a non-denominational Pentecostal church. There is ministry for the whole family at Truth Church. Whether it's children's church, youth group, or senior meetings, there's something for everyone. If you're new to the area or you're looking for a home church, we invite you to come and join us. First, you will be our guest. Then, you will be our family. Truth Church, a place for the whole family. Church, a place for the whole family. Church, we believe that we're disqualified 
to do anything in the church because our family's messed up, because Junior's out using drugs, or our, our, our little baby girl done run away and ran off with somebody, and we don't feel like we're worthy enough to be used in church. Let me just tell you, there's really not a good functional family anywhere in Scripture. For example, the first couple, Adam and Eve. Somebody say, Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve, they were wonderful. They lived, how many know Adam and Eve lived in a perfect environment? It was perfect. A man, a woman, they were naked. It was perfect. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. They want no sin there. It was a place that was prepared for them by God. And you know what? Dysfunction still showed up in their family. Hmm? Here's why. Because when the pressure came, the man chose the woman over God. The man chose the woman over God when he had a choice. When Eve came to him and she said, Adam, you've got to try this fruit. It's going, to open up the, it's going to open up all kinds of things to us. You know, he could have said, come on, baby. We don't want to do that. We've got a good thing going here. Why are we going to mess that up? Let's not mess that up. I, I don't want to eat that thing. Let me just pull you back over here and let's just get in faith here and, and let's just stay in the garden where God put us and, and, and let's, just, let's just keep the, Let me just straighten you out a little bit, Eve. Let me, let, me, let me just be a guide in your life, Eve. But that ain't what the man said. The man said, okay, baby, I want you. <laughs> Give me that. And he said, God, I'll see you later. Listen, guys, I, this ain't no put down on you guys, and it sure ain't a put down on women. But how many of you know, ever since then, that time in the garden, man has been choosing woman over God. You ain't going to testify to it, but it's true. And there ain't nothing wrong with woman. Please don't somebody edit my sermon and put this out there. God loves women. God gave women to man. Women was a gift to mankind. Come on. And we know women are beautiful. Oh, you ain't going to help me, but that's the truth. Amen. Nothing wrong with women. Listen, I, I, I'm 21 years with a woman that's got my attention. There ain't nothing wrong with women. But the problem came in is when his natural desires overtook the spiritual realities of his life. And it's still the same problem today. Natural desires overtaking the spiritual realities of his life. You move from the first couple to the first family. Adam and Eve had two boys, Cain and Abel. Have you ever heard of Cain and Abel? Amen. We haven't gone one generation in the whole family, not one generation in the Bible, to all of a sudden one brother murders another brother. Listen to me. Murder began in the family. Started in a family. There was never no such thing of murder until one brother killed another brother. Amen? And today, how I many know most of the murders that take place in our country specifically take place amongst people who know each other and who are oftentimes related to each other? We leave the first family who had a messed up marriage and had children that committed murder. Some of y'all ought to be feeling better already. Huh? Don't you just, I mean, just the load's lifting. We go to the father of our faith, Abraham. He has a wife named Sarah. How many know he was not just married to Sarah, but Sarah was his half-sister? Oh, no. Yes, that's true. Sarah was his half-sister. He was married to her. How many know that Sarah was not able to have any children? But the promise was that her and Abraham would have children. So all of a sudden, she gets a little bit discouraged, and Abraham's discouraged, and Sarah comes to Abraham, and she says, Abraham, look, we need to buy this promise from God. Thing ain't working out. I ain't having no baby, and, 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 and I just can't keep doing this. I'm getting old. You're just wearing me out. I, I can't keep doing it. And Abraham, we're going to have to do something. I want you to sleep with my handmaiden. I'm just going to give her to you. Come on, is that a little bit dysfunction? 
Let, we're going to let her have a baby for us because we're supposed to have children of the promise and I can't have one and God promised one. So she brings this other woman to Abraham and then she, this other woman has a baby and they call him Ishmael. And the Bible says that Abraham is absolutely insanely in love with Ishmael. He loves this kid. It's his offspring. All of a sudden he's seeing that he has a possibility of having a legacy. But then all of a sudden, God comes to Abraham and he says, no, 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 no. You messed up. I didn't tell you that your promise was coming through a different woman. I told you that your promise was coming from your wife, Sarah, that Sarah was going to have a baby. And then 25 years after the promise, Sarah, all of a sudden, at 90 years old, gets pregnant. And now she's got a baby. Now, just follow me for a minute. How many of you understand that when the baby's daddy and two baby mamas are living in one house, that's a problem. Come on, amen. See, some of y'all need to read the Bible a little bit different. Sometimes we just read it with the, with the, the holy eyes and the thuses and the these and the thous and all the outdoors. Hmm? And we're just all religious and Godfather Abraham, holy God. No, Abraham was in a pickle. He had two women in the tent with babies with each one of them. And Sarah said, come on now, listen, let me just tell you something, Abraham. This woman that is not the woman of the covenant needs to get out. And the Bible says that, that in the midst of all this chaos and all this jealousy and we got all kinds of dysfunction in the tent, next thing you know, this woman that's in covenant all of a sudden is in the tent with Isaac and the woman that was not in the covenant is out living in the desert with Ishmael and Abraham didn't get to see Ishmael no more. This kid that he loved, amen. I mean, that does sound a lot like the modern family. Hmm? Isaac grows up, and he has a wife named Rebecca, and Rebecca has a child, has two children, Jacob and Esau, and they fight in their whole life, stealing from each other. Jacob stole Esau's birthright, tricked him. And then Jacob decides he wants to get married to this beautiful girl. He goes to his uncle, and he says, I want to marry, I just want to marry this girl. She's so beautiful. And the uncle says, okay, work for me for seven years. He shows up at the wedding, lifts up the veil, and it's the ugly daughter. He said, what have you done to me? He said, you need to work another seven years if you want the pretty one. Fourteen years for two wives. And finally, he has 12 children, and out of the 12 sons, 10 of them decide to plot and murder one of them, and when it comes time to kill him, threw him in a pit, sold him into slavery. The favorite child ends up slavery, ends up in prison, because his brothers put him there. And listen, we have not even got out of the first book of the Bible. Come on, are you here? There's 66 of them. Is everybody all right? You talk about Moses who would lead the people out of Egypt. He didn't have enough sense that he had a covenant with God to circumcise his own sons. And it took a non-coveted wife to come up to him and say, you need to get into covenant with your God. What's the matter with you? Eli, the high priest, who could have been one of the best high priests in all the land of Israel, could not discipline his own sons. And they created wildfire, took bribes from people. They stayed drunk. They slept with whores. And the Bible says that they got drunk in the temple, and it caused the glory of God to be departed from Israel when the Ark of the Covenant got taken captive. Come on. Samuel, the greatest prophet in the entire Bible, God said this about Samuel, his words never fell to the ground. His words never fell to the ground. In other words, everything Samuel ever prophesied came to pass. Samuel, the, Samuel the prophet, and his own children refused to serve God. Come on, are you here this morning? Hmm? King David. There's nobody more mighty in the Bible than King David. 
He could kill giants. He could have no enemies on all of his borders. Everybody was in fear of King David. But he had one son that murdered another son because that son raped a daughter. He himself slept with a married woman, put her husband on the front line, had him killed, married the woman, and had a son by her. Two sons. One died. Come on. Dysfunctional? And then the oldest son that murdered the other son that slept with the sister and raped her, he actually started a civil war in Israel and tried to take the kingdom away from David and was hunted down by David's general and killed. Uh, You think you had some problems in your family? (laughs) King Solomon, David's son. The Bible records him as one of the most wise people in all the earth. Inherits this dysfunction from his father. Do you know what never left David's kingdom? Sexual immorality. Lust. Followed him all the days of his life. David was a great king. He was a man after God's own heart. But do you know how bad he was twisted up in lust? When he was old and dying, they didn't know how to tell if he was dying. They said, well, let's take a 15-year-old virgin and put her in the bed with him. We'll see if he's alive. Solomon, who was supposed to be the wisest king of all time, 400 wives, 300 concubines. I don't care how you stack that up. That's two women every day. You think there might have been a little bit of a lust problem in his family? Come on, amen. I think we need to talk about this. I think we need to see what the Bible has to say about this. You say, what about Jesus? Jesus had a good family, you know. If you come from a Catholic background, then you know that Mary is like sainthood. Jesus spent his whole life with his mother being accused of being a child that was conceived out of wedlock. Are you here? Huh? In Matthew 13, even after the rabbis came, do you know they referred to him as the son of Mary? The son of Mary. That's not how you call somebody in the Hebrew days, in Jewish days. You call them by the name of their father. The son of Mary. That's tantamount to saying, you bastard. And I really don't know a whole lot about Mary's mothering skills. I mean, she was an incredible lady. She was, you know, the virgin birth and all. But did you know that her and Joseph left Jesus for three days? They lost him? I mean, how do you lose your kid for three days and don't know he's missing? Hmm? Mary and Joseph sitting down there, where's Jesus? He hadn't been to breakfast for three days. We left him in Jerusalem. I can just see a little donkey running as fast as it can. Mary jumps off. Jesus is having revival. He was in the middle of something. And Mary said, you better. And he was gone. Thank you for joining us today for The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Bumgarner. I hope you'll tune in again each day, Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. To pay by phone or to make a love gift, you can call 772-461-8555. For more exciting information on our church, you can check us out on the web at igniteyourworld.com.
www.revealingtruth.com. I'm your host, Ed Day. See you next time on The Revealing Truth. Revealing Truth Radio Broadcast thanks Access Able Designs and owner Alan Garrett for their underwriting support of this week's program. Hello, my name is Alan Garrett, and I'm the owner of Access Able Designs. A diving accident 31 years ago changed my life physically in a way that left me quadriplegic. However, 15 years ago, I dove into Jesus Christ, which changed my life spiritually forever. The combination of the two have given me the unique opportunity to help others. At Access Able Designs, we offer a creative line of bathroom accessibility products, such as folding shower and bathtub benches, as well as our exclusive patented toilet transfer bench. Our products are commercial grade, stainless steel construction, and built to last. They're also available in custom sizes. Our line of ADA compliant swimming pool lifts are a big seller with hotels, commercial properties, and homeowners. Our products can be seen at accessabledesigns.com as well as my personal life story. I look forward to hearing from you. For more information, you can contact us at 877-853-7816. That number again is next Saturday. Nothing. Why do you ask, Justin? I wanted to invite you to my housewarming party. I'd love to come. How were you able to afford a home? You've always rented just like me. A friend told me about Ed Myers. Who? Ed Myers. He's a realtor with Century 21 All Professional here on the Treasure Coast. Ed told me about a great financing program for first-time buyers. What program? Well, if you're a first-time buyer or haven't owned a home in the last three years, you could qualify for up to $10,000 in down payment assistance and move into a home with little money of your own. With home prices and interest rates going up, there's no better time to buy a home than now and no more landlord. This sounds like something I need to check out. What's Ed Meyer's number? 772-342-0047. What's that again? 772-342-0047. I'm calling Ed Myers today. Maybe you could come to my housewarming party soon. I'll be there. Ignite Your World Ministries, Truth Church, and all its affiliate ministries thanks Destiny Network and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Network International exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Network International. For more information on joining the Destiny Network, go to www.destinynetwork.org.